0: Do the Oklahoma Sooners have one of the better triplets in college football? 247 Sports seems to think so, and we'll talk about that on today's episode of Locked On Sooners.
1: You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's up, Sooner Nation? Thank you for joining us here on Locked On Sooners, and thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube, so go over there and hit the subscribe button and the notification bell to let you know when new episodes drop. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. He's Josh Helmer. You can follow him on Twitter at JoshOnRef, and you can also hear him Monday through Friday from 9 to noon on 94.7 The Ref in Norman. And let me tell you, today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline for all the best information this season. Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Josh, what's up man? How you doing?
1: Doing great. Does it matter in your mind that Oklahoma has just a pair according to ESPN of the top 100 players in college football? I think what it
0: tells me is that Kind of the thing that we've been saying for I feel like a few weeks now, is that this is a team that is just under the radar. Like, which is kind of weird considering the the number nine team in the AP and the Coaches Poll. They're just not really getting the individual accolade respect uh, nationally. I mean, you can look at any you know preseason All American team, which we'll talk about in the second segment. You can look at this list that had you know Marvin Mims with sixty two, Dylan Gabriel with seventy. And that's all you get for the Oklahoma Sooners. I I think what it goes to is that nobody really knows what to make of this team coming out of the offseason, coming out of what was a a big, big change uh, with the coaching staff. Uh, You and I, we're a little bit more optimistic about what this team's future is in 2022. But I think there's just a lot of unknowns. And that's not to say that there's not talent on this team. I just don't think we've seen it come to fruition yet you know and we've talked a lot about it especially on the defensive side of the football where it's like they've got some dudes on that team on that side but I mean nobody's played more than 350 snaps in a season yet uh you know aside from like Justin Broyles like Justin Broyles was the guy that led the team in snaps that's actually returning and so I think this is just a another piece of evidence that goes to show like this team is being kind of slept on a little bit even though they're ranked pretty high
1: It's not a hard, fast rule, John, but essentially when you're talking top 100 players in college football, and again, it's not just a direct correlation to what would the NFL draft look like, but you can kind of draw that line and say, okay, like essentially you're saying these players are top three round picks, right? And basically you're telling me Oklahoma's only got two of those guys right now on this roster for 2022. Is there somebody else? I mean, offensive line, Anton Harrison, would he be somebody that, I mean, we've seen kind of debated about as that type of NFL draft pick. So, you know, offensive line player there, Andrew Rame, if he takes a jump, I can understand where maybe you wouldn't have him in uh, that category right now, at least going in, but uh, just across the board, offensive line, are there a couple of guys there? Theo Weis, I think has the chance. To be that type of player, if he has a breakout season and then shifting over to the defensive side of the football, right off the top of my head, the first name that would come to mind is Jalen Redmond. But again, Jalen Redmond is somebody that has kind of battled that injury bug or the missing games bug throughout the course of his college career. And obviously that's going to uh, scare away NFL teams. Again, not a hard, fast rule, John, but you know when you start talking about 32 players per round, All of a sudden, that gets you, what, up to 96 players? That's your top 100 college football players right there.
0: Yeah, I think some of this is you you get the added – underclassmen as well as well you know true freshmen that might stand out a sophomore like Caleb Williams who's going to be included on that list that might not be draft eligible this year but are going to definitely be on a top 100 list I think you make a great case for Anton Harrison this is a guy that at times has been projected as a first round pick for the 2023 NFL draft and he can't make the top 100 again it's just part of that Oklahoma's being slept on across the board it seems aside from a guy like Marvin Mims and Theo Weiss who are Dylan Gabriel who have production like A lot of this team, it's talented, but there's just not been a lot of production, a lot of experience, a lot of games played uh, from a lot of these guys. I think the other one I could probably make a case for is Key Lawrence just because of the way that he finished the season in 2021. I think he was one of their better defenders down the stretch, made huge plays against Iowa State, was strong against Texas Tech, stepping in at quarterback, a place that he hadn't played since high school. I think that's a guy that, again, if we're talking about players that have a chance to make the top 100 by the end of the season. He's one of those guys. Speaking of Dylan Gabriel and Marvin Mims, 247 Sports had a list of several, you know, what they called trifectas. As a Dallas Cowboys fan, I'm going to affectionately refer to them as triplets because it's the best quarterback, running back, wide receiver groups in the college football. And your trio of Dylan Gabriel, Marvin Mims, and Eric Gray made the list. Is that surprising to you at all?
1: No, I don't think so, because Dylan Gabriel, we feel like if it's not Spencer Sanders, then Dylan Gabriel's the the other best quarterback in the Big 12. And if you're like myself or John, you might already feel like Dylan Gabriel's the best quarterback in the Big 12. So you start there with all of the production, what we think we know about Dylan Gabriel. you got a pretty good quarterback in Dylan Gabriel to start. Marvin Mims, okay, is he Xavier Worthy? Is he... Jordan Addison, okay, no, he, he's probably not one of those guys, but he's one of the top five, top ten wide receivers in all of college football. I think most people would agree definitely top ten for Marvin Mims. So that alone is a nice little duo to start out with when you're talking about a quarterback that you really like, tons of production, has won football games in Dylan Gabriel, and then a star wide receiver. And then Eric Gray, you're maybe projecting a little bit, about what you think the ceiling for Eric Gray or what type of jump or leap he might have in 2022. Uh, Yeah, you could say you're doing that a little bit with Eric Gray or just based on the strength of the first two players, quarterback and Dylan Gabriel and Marvin Mims, you've got Oklahoma as what? The the seventh rated trio in all of college football? Quarterback, wide receiver, running back?
0: Yeah, they were sixth. Sorry about
1: that. Well, actually one spot higher.
0: Yeah, so I think I mean it's reasonable, and I think you could even go based on this Eric Graves production. I mean, he he wasn't great last year, but I mean he's a guy that's got one thousand seven hundred yards to his name. He's averaged five point one yards per carry in his career from Tennessee to Oklahoma. Again, in a conference at Tennessee, playing against the SEC, that's pretty solid. I mean, he just with Tennessee, he averaged five point one yards per carry. Um, you know, last year for Oklahoma, averaged five point three we talked at length about how we felt like he was underutilized at times during the 2022 or sorry, 2021 season. So yeah, I'm not necessarily surprised. And I think they're rated pretty much on target. You know, you look at the teams that are in front of them or the groups that are in front of them, you know, and you got Ohio state coming in at number one with uh, CJ Stroud, the Heisman favorite for 2022 and Jackson Smith and Jigba and Travion Henderson, you know, Jackson Smith and Henderson probably going to be first round picks in next year's NFL draft at number two, you get Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, Travis die. And, you know, I could see a bit of a problem with this one um, in that. I think Caleb Williams shouldn't necessarily be ranked ahead of Bryce Young in anything who comes in at number three with uh, Jamar Gibbs and um, Jermaine Burton. But I think the strength of Travis Dive, who transferred in from Oregon, and the 2021 Bolitnikoff winner, Jordan Addison, who transferred in from Pitt, elevates that a little bit. Now, Caleb Williams is a good quarterback. Number one you know prospect in the 2021 class. Solid, solid quarterback. But those two other running backs, like Travis Dive, is kind of like the Deuce Vaughn of the Pac-12. And then we know Jordan Addison's a great receiver. So I think that gives them a little bit of a bump on that front. You know The Alabama trio comes in at number three and then um, at Tennessee which is kind of cool for our guy Josh Heupel you know Hendon Hooker Cedric Till- uh, Tillman and Jabari Small coming in at number 4 and then Texas with the whoever is the quarterback at Texas combined with Xavier Worthy and Bijan Robinson i think it's fair that regardless of who the quarterback's going to be at Texas that the strength of Bijan Robinson and Xavier Worthy put them a, just a tick above Oklahoma right now
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, Xavier Worthy is a superstar wide receiver and B. John Robinson is tremendous. And look, maybe we're splitting hairs a little bit. If you put Texas in front of Oklahoma, if you like the combination of Dylan Gabriel and Marvin Mims a little bit better because you you have a proven quarterback, you feel like, in Dylan Gabriel – I would entertain that portion of the argument. It's just hard, man, to turn away from the star power, the skill talent that is Xavier Worthy and uh, B. John Robinson. I think probably they should be in front of Tennessee in my mind. And I really like uh, Hinden Hooker a ton at Tennessee. So uh, I I would also have Alabama, I think, second on this list, just out of respect for – Bryce Young really more than anything else I mean to me and that's that's no disrespect I really like what USC's got kind of collectively there and I think again you're projecting out a little bit with Caleb Williams which you know given some of what we saw from Caleb Williams at Oklahoma and just the five star status coming in all of the just raw talent that we think that Caleb Williams has and we more or less know that Caleb Williams has I get the projecting out there with Caleb Williams again Hard for me, though, to turn away from the Heisman Trophy winner in uh, Bryce Young and then just thinking about, obviously, what you know Gibbs will bring to Alabama. And I don't think I have to worry about skill talent, even if I don't know much about the skill talent, typically with the Crimson Tide.
0: Yeah, they just seem to continually churn out like high-level, top-flight wide receivers and running backs every single year. And Bryce Young, I mean, he's the best quarterback in college football. I know C.J. Stroud's getting a lot of the Heisman love, but when I submitted my ballot for – our USA Today, you know, College Wires, Heisman you know, preseason poll. It was, for me, it was Bryce Young, number one, CJ Stroud, number two. To me, it matters that you won the Heisman last year. You get to be the favorite until you're not the favorite. And so I, I would agree with you. I'd put them above USC at the moment. And I, and I get your argument for Texas above Tennessee. Um, I, I just think because we don't know who the quarterback is right now, that probably gets them knocked down just a touch. But I mean, they've got arguably the best running back in college football and one of the top three wide receivers in college football and Xavier worthy. We saw what they could do last year, in the red river showdown. Those two were just absolutely dynamic uh, and unstoppable until Oklahoma slowed down Robinson in the fourth quarter. So I'm not looking forward to seeing that combination again this year. Maybe finally, Bijan Robinson can go terrorize some NFL team and then we'll have one more year of Xavier worthy after, and then he'll go be gone. Um, but yeah, any, any other thoughts on this list before we before we move on?
1: What did uh what was the next closest big uh, 12 team after Texas and OU? Is there anybody else in no, the top? So the,
0: 10? No, the list stops at eight, uh, and it goes to Texas AM um with Haynes King or Max Johnson, uh, Anais Smith and Devon Shane, and then Michigan, uh, you know, again a quarterback battle with and then wide receiver Ronnie Bell and running back Blake Corm. So no other big 12 teams listed there. Is there a team that you could, you could argue for?
1: I don't think so. And and that's kind of why I asked that question. I was trying to work my way logistically through it. I, you know, just based on Deuce Vaughn, I mean, maybe, but I don't know that they have the wide receiver that you would think of there. And I know how you feel about Adrian Martinez. So I know that you wouldn't put him in that category. So Spencer Sanders is obviously a really established and, uh, defending Big 12 quarterback of the year in this conference. I, I really like the upside of Shapin, but again, you're replacing uh, the running back there. So I don't know. I don't know that there is another Big 12 team that you'd feel really strongly should be in the top 10, 15.
0: Yeah. And Adrian Martinez is probably going to make me eat my words. Uh, later in this season as he learns how to protect the football. So, well, let's talk about uh, some preseason All-American teams and a true freshman All-American team that does feature in Oklahoma Sooner after I talk to you about BetOnline. BetOnline is the number one spot for all of your betting needs. Make sure you go check it out at BetOnline.net. They've got the best lines, odds, and news. You can get futures. You can get um, your NFL, NBA, MMA, all the things that you need to place your bets at Bet Online. Right now, Oklahoma, I think, a minus 31 favorite against UTEP. I like those odds. I think that Oklahoma is going to just blow the doors off the miners uh, come September 3rd, unless Brent Venables decides to have mercy on them late in the game, which I doubt. Uh, so head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening. Bet Online is where the game starts.
1: And thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every day. The Ultimate College Football Preview. It's here, ladies and gentlemen, a seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything that you need to be ready for the college football season all in one spot. So search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, Josh. So we've got a CBS All-American team that didn't feature an Oklahoma Sooner on their first or second team. I think, again, this just continues to be par for the course for the Oklahoma Sooners in the preseason.
1: It does, yeah. You know, Marvin Mims would be a guy, right? That maybe second team offensive status you would look at. And then beyond that, just based on kind of what we've seen out there, Dylan Gabriel I like Dylan Gabriel a lot but going into this year Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, I mean that's going to be hard to uh, overcome those two guys at the top at the quarterback position so not really surprised obviously to not see Dylan Gabriel included uh, as a first or second teamer uh, you know from CBS even though again I really like Dylan Gabriel a lot and oh by the way you were mentioning our our college wires Heisman Trophy preseason poll I I went ahead and voted Dylan Gabriel third in my preseason Heisman poll just because I think he's got the third best chance out of kind of anybody in college football to go win the award just based on the success I think as a team Oklahoma will have in the history OU's had the position but that's neither here nor there maybe something we can talk about at a, a different point in time I, I'm trying to think I mean who else maybe got snubbed in this deal I, I think that Marcus Stripling and Jalen Redmond both, by the time we finish the season, are going to have a good chance to, if we start talking, again, dipping back into that opening segment, top 100 players. I think both of those guys, by the time that the 2022 season is over, I think most everybody will agree with that. And I think that one of the two's got a great chance by the time everything's all said and done to wind up as a first team, a second team, all-American type, if Oklahoma's great and if they're really disruptive uh, you know, rushing the passer in the Big 12.
0: Yeah, it's crazy to me to think that a team that is ranked number nine in the AP in the coaches poll is going to go into a season with a chip on their shoulder. But I feel like that's what this team is going to be because, you know, yes, by they're picked number two in the Big 12 media poll, they've been picked number two in several other, you know, sources and sites, and none of their players are being kind of seen, much, given much love in the preseason and i think that's okay like that's not a big deal nobody like they're not going to care about individual accolades it's going to be about the team and they want those team awards individual accolades will come with that stuff and you know they they'll be well deserving if they're able to win the big 12 and you know potentially contend for a college ball playoff spot and so I, I think that's really one of the fascinating kind of items and fascinating notes about this team heading into the 2022 season is just they're going to have a big chip and i think they're going to use that and I mean, they'll be a motivated team anyway because they'll you know have last season to pull from, and how it was a a bit of a disappointment. The guys that are coming back from that team, they want to prove that that last year was a bit of a fluke, and it wasn't necessarily all on them. And maybe there was something going on behind the scenes that you know nobody's really said you know definitively uh, about the head coach that ended up going to USC. But I mean, it's it's a team I think that is going to have a lot to prove and that's going to make them dangerous and really, really fun to watch. I think because a team that has a lot to prove, they're not going to be just content with wins. They're going to want to blow the doors off people and really make a statement each and every time they step on the football field. Will they be able to do that? I don't know, but I I really think in a lot of these games that they'll play in 2022, they will, they'll, they'll win, not by a touchdown. They'll win by 20, 30 points, you know, in, in certain games, certain matchups. Uh, and I think that that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I mean, they're going to come with a different fire, a different energy. I think there'll be like intensity from whistle one to whistle, you know, the last whistle of the game. And so it, it's going to be interesting to see. And I think by the end of this season, we're going to see far more Oklahoma Sooners on these all American teams and um, in, in, you know, the all big 12 teams as well. That That's not going to be much of an issue, uh, especially I think if Dylan Gabriel ends up contending for the Heisman like he could. Uh, very well. Uh, I don't think that's going to be much of an issue at the end of the season. One player that did make an All-American team uh, over at ESPN and Tom Luganville, Jaron Kanak, a true freshman All-American. Now, what do you think about that?
1: Not totally shocked, just based on a lot of the stuff that we've seen and heard about Jaron Kanak. Really, ever since uh, he kind of the rumbling started out there that maybe he was going to flip away from Clemson and wind up with Oklahoma. You knew uh, a little bit about Jaron Canick or you heard the Parker Thunes and those educated in that recruiting sphere talk about Jaron Canick, and that kind of uh, made your eyes light up a little bit. Like, wow, okay, well, this kid's pretty special. He's Look, he's a track star, and all of a sudden, look at this highlight where he's a fullback or he's a running back, and oh my goodness, I get that it's Kansas high school football, but he's bowled over not one, not two, not three. How many people in Kansas is this kid going to bowl over? So, There's so much about Jaron Canick that was exciting coming in. And then all of a sudden the next thing you hear is this is some kid that's just been absolutely tearing it up in in a, dare I say, Adrian Peterson-like way. Now, again, I know, you know, calm down, calm down. I'm just saying that I'm trying to think of a true freshman that came in that I, I, I can't think of another guy. There, there, I'm sure there is someone that I'm totally missing and just blanking out on here, John. But the way that coaches and strength and conditioning staff have talked about Jaron Kanick is like, yeah, he's arrived at Oklahoma unlike most true freshmen arrive. And that alone kind of leads me to believe, and we've talked about this before, that, okay, yeah, maybe Lugan Bill and whoever puts him on these true freshman type teams. Maybe he is ready to step in as a true freshman and be a legit difference maker for Oklahoma. Linebacker's a tough position to do that at, especially when you've got a couple of guys like Deshaun White, who, okay, we're talking top 100 college football players. I think Deshaun White, by season's end, is somebody that kind of is slept on, maybe a little bit in that regard. David Aguebu, again, another guy that's played a lot of football for Oklahoma that has a lot to prove and trying to make himself some money this year. I mean, both Deshaun White and David Aguebu would be those guys. So to try and usurp them would be asking a lot from Jaron Canick. But again, some of the things that we've heard, I'm not going to say it's impossible by any stretch of the imagination.
0: And then with the TD roof injury, that just opens the door for somebody to get more snaps at linebacker. And he's got the ability to play kind of that big nickel role as well, where he can run in coverage, you know, against you know bigger wide receivers or tight ends that split out into the slot. He's got the speed. He's got the athleticism, the agility to play with pretty much anybody. And so that could be one of those situations where, you know, Brent Venables, Ted Roof, they roll them out there in situational roles uh, where, hey, go cover Deuce Vaughn. Like, don't let Deuce Vaughn get away from you. Now, that's a tough task. That's not easy for anybody. But if somebody's got the speed to do it on this team, him or another true freshman that has stood out in camp, Gentry Williams, if we're speaking a true freshman that could be All-Americans for this team, Gentry Williams has been clocked as the fastest you know, player in camp. Several times this week, so that that could be another one. Uh, it it's fascinating to me to see kind of the rise of a true freshman and and, you know the the popularity even of a guy who hasn't played a snap for this team, but is already many Oklahoma Sooners fans' favorite player just based on the reports that we've heard and the potential that he has. And I think that's really exciting—is how we can get so excited about a guy that we've yet seen play. And I think that's why I have so much confidence in kind of the death chart of the guys that are coming back because we've only seen them in, you know, a guy like Ethan Downs or Danny Stutzman in really short, you know, short stints. I mean, they were true freshmen last year and they got some significant playing time for true freshmen. And so now they're going to be able to translate that into significant playing time this year. And I think that's going to be great for Oklahoma. These are two guys that were highly regarded coming into Oklahoma. And there's a reason for that because they can play football. And so why you know, we might not know their names on a national level yet. People might not be aware of who they are. It's not going to be long before people figure out who these guys are. And that's going to be the truth for a lot of the players on the defense, especially because Brent Venable's scheme is going to allow them to rack up lots of tackles for loss, lots of sacks. It's going to be splash play after splash play. And so I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this team. And I think, I think you're right. I mean, I think we'll see a lot of Jaren Cannick. Uh, especially the first couple games of the season when Oklahoma gets up big on UTEP and Kent state. I mean, they're going to roll out all those guys and we're going to get a a really good glimpse of what the future looks like. And I think it's going to be really, really bright. One last go ahead, Josh.
1: Oh, I just think you, you touched on something. That's so right because of Jaron Koenig's really desire to play for Brent Venables and his willingness to basically just show up and say, yeah, I don't care if I have a scholarship. That immediately endears you to fans. The one final thing I would say on all of this is that I think Lugan Bill, I think ESPN, with all due respect to Jaron Canick, I think they got Oklahoma's true freshman All-American wrong. I think the guy that we're going to be talking about is Jaden Gibson.
0: And that could very well be the case. There's definitely opportunities and there's a role uh, for a wide receiver to, to step into, especially in the slot. And I think that could be very much the case. It's it's hard because there's so many really, really talented wide receivers out there, and some that are gonna get more opportunities than maybe Jaden Gibson might uh, as the potentially third wide receiver for the Oklahoma Sooners. But what we saw in the spring game, dude, the guy's got breakaway ability to, to make big plays after the catch. And so I mean that'll that'll translate. I mean, big plays after the catch, that, that carries you from you know high school to college to the NFL. It doesn't matter. Um, what the the level is. If you can make plays after the catch, it's going to translate wherever you're at. And so uh, we'll we'll note that one and see if by the end of the year, if Jaden Gibson does become a true freshman All-American. One last thing before we go, we got to give some love to the general. General Booty came out with his clothing line over at mtjn.org. You can go over there and check out some of these sweet T-shirts. If you're not watching on YouTube, you got to go watch on YouTube or you got to go to mtjn.org and check out some of this great stuff. Josh, do you have a favorite shirt that that we're looking at here?
1: Well, it's hard for me not to just give some immediately, immediately give some love to the booty call shirt, which of course is fantastic. I really kind of like there's, I like pretty much all of them, but I heart booty, I think is a nice play off the I heart NYC uh, model. And then, You know, the little like sergeant, you know, general booty down below where he's doing the salute, I think is pretty cool and creative and the cartoon element of it, just the artistic nature of it, I think is pretty cool. But I like all of them. And I have no doubt that uh, a lot of these are going to be big time, big time sellers for him, especially that booty call shirt with a certain age demographic that's attending the University of Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, I, and I'm a big fan of several of these as well. My wife was actually a big fan of the the general saluting over the booty. so you're not you're in good company there. Um, I, I like the the G with the star in, on the inside of it. It just really looks sharp. I mean, that's one of those like, what is that? What? And then you can talk about it. Here's the cool thing about what General Booty's doing, similar to what Nick Evers is doing with March of Dimes. Every T-shirt purchased, 20% of the proceeds from General Bo- General Booty's collection will go to OU Children's in uh, Oklahoma City. So if you're up for buying a t-shirt, just know that it's going to go to a good cause. Uh, It's going to help General Booty out on the NIL front, but also 20% of the proceeds will go to OU Children's, a fantastic place. Again, speaking of my wife, my wife worked there uh, in the pediatric oncology unit uh, back when she was uh, a nurse, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago or so. so. a great place. And, and Oklahoma has strong ties to it, obviously, because it's, a, you know, namesake is Oklahoma uh, University Medical Center. But m- my wife remembers Bob Stoops and the team coming up to visit on the hema- hematology oncology floor back when she was there as a nurse and just what it meant to the kids and and a lot more to the parents at times who, you know, the, I mean, they're not sick with the disease, but the parents are grinding away with their kid too. And, and to get to see these People that either they watch on Saturdays or Bob suits who they kind of look up to as a coach It is just really, really cool. So go buy a t shirt, do some good with your sh- t shirt purchases. I know I'm going to. I'm going to go make sure I get one for myself, one for my wife. So that's going to do it for today's it's episode. Booty call. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And there's, hey, you have several booty call options too. I mean, For whatever your booty call desire is, you can go to General Booty's website. Again, that's mtjn.org. And again, this is not a paid sponsorship. We just are excited about the dude and and his line of clothes, line of t-shirts, and the good cause that it's doing for uh, OU children. So again, mtjn.org. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for checking it out wherever you get your podcasts. Again, we're free and available on all platforms. And you can subscribe over on YouTube. And hey, make sure you go check out one of the great college uh, locked on college football podcast that covers a conference. So you got the locked on sec conference uh, or locked on sec podcast with Chris Gordy or our guide locked on big 12 with Josh neighbors. You can go check either one of those out and Hey, with the big 10 deal that just came down the pipeline, go check out locked on big 10 as well. A lot of great coverage here on the locked on podcast network. But until next time, he's Josh Helmer. Check him out Monday through Friday from 9 to noon on day 4-7, The Ref in Norman. I'm John Williams. You can check out my work over at thesoonerswire.com. We'll catch you then. Boomer Sooner.